0: Paul alcoholic uh, I'm from Lake Elsinore San Diego pretty close uh thank you Gary for uh, this invitation I appreciate it uh, welcome to the newcomers um, I have a sobriety date of uh, May 13 2005 and uh, I'm grateful for that and uh, I haven't had to take a drink or do anything else uh, since that day and uh, that's a complete blessing and a gift of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I have a, a sponsor, and he has a sponsor. And uh, yeah, it's all good. So uh, 10 minutes real quick here, what it was like, uh, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in Mission Viejo. Uh, I lived there most of my life. I just recently moved to the Inland Empire about eight years ago. So. Uh, I went to Capo Valley High School, graduated in 1988, but I was was a straight-A student up until probably the 10th grade and uh, decided that uh, uh, I was gonna homeschool myself and uh, I went that route. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic family. My dad was alcoholic, so we had a pretty crazy uh, upbringing. Um, I remember, I used to say I never wanted to, I wasn't going to grow up being that person that I saw at all the family events and functions that uh, everything was great in the beginning. But before the night was over, uh, everyone was fighting or just complete insanity all due to alcohol. Um, I started drinking at 15. Uh, We thought it was cool to be pimping beer. And and at that time, it it was California coolers. So we were pipping California coolers in a two-liter bottle, and uh, we'd drink those and get that big old buzz. And uh, if I didn't throw up, throw up, we'd <laughs> we'd end up and did crazy things as kids did back then. You know, we'd, we'd go water balloon cars or ding-dong ditch houses, you know, all that kind of insanity starting young. <clears throat> but uh, the book talks about, you know, king alcohol and when we cross that line. And, um, uh, you know, my drinking went from just being on the weekend one night a week. It just gradually started to progress. Like I said, I I decided to homeschool. And and then uh, this is AA, so I'll just say outside issues. But outside issues came into play. And uh, I got stuck on them things at a young age also. But uh, I had my first DUI at 19 years old. Um, i was already a, a blackout drinker at 19 <coughs> um could never never accept any consequences though for me most of my life every, everything was just bad luck uh i had an excuse and i had an answer for everything <coughs> uh i had a second dui at 21 and 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 by 21 <coughs> um i would say i was a raging alcoholic uh I went from, like I said earlier, within that five year span or that six year span, it went from drinking on the weekends when I was drink I was drinking every day and I was doing doing uh you know outside issues on a daily. Uh, <clears throat> I graduated from high school in eighty in, eight. In I did a semester at Saddleback College and said, No way in heck this is gonna work for me. And uh <clears throat> my dad was an iron worker and uh I joined the iron workers union. Um about well a little less than a year out of high school I graduated and uh, that's when things really got uh, out of control for me I didn't uh, the ego really really took off then uh, building these big high-rise buildings and all these you know big famous structures all throughout LA Orange County and um, with iron workers <laughs> alcohol is uh, it was it was a daily um, <clears throat> we drink during break We drink at lunch and uh, we drink on the way home from work. Uh, I mean, even with my two DUIs, I I didn't have a driver's license. And, you know, they would say, hey, you get caught again, you're going to jail for a long time. And uh, I still, still drink every day with that can between my legs, just uh, looking in the rearview mirror, you know, going down the freeway in traffic or whatever have you not. But, uh, uh, you know, that was my life uh, for a long time and for me, I thought alcohol was, was like just drinking water. Um, it was growing up with it and seeing it all the time. To me, it was just something that everybody did. And uh, uh, so it, it was just a part, it was a part of me. Um, and like I said, even with all the, the bad things that I did or the trouble that I, I got in with alcohol, I always had an excuse. I could never take responsibility for for anything. <clears throat> um, I had oh, I got I when I got my first DUI. You know, I went I got sentenced to you know all the couple hundred AA meetings, <clears throat> and I went to one and it was at the the old club there off of El Toro Road, and uh, I remember those guys saying, "Hey, you should come back in here." And I was only nineteen at the time, and uh, I was like, "No way!" and uh, you know, only by the grace of God did I make it back at, at, at 35 years old. And uh, I just ended up signing all those court cards on my own. And uh, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, so I ended up with three DUIs. Last one was in 2001. And and uh, I got sober in 2005. Um, geez, it went to, I mean, I was a blackout drinker. Uh, I drive drunk all the time and thank God I never killed nobody or hurt nobody else. Uh, you know, we get home from Friday or Saturday night and ask in the morning, you know, who drove home and they'd be saying you drove, you know, that's, that's kind of alcoholic I was. Uh, and, and it was just alcohol turned me into someone that I didn't want to be anymore. But what really broke me was, uh, outside issues. <clears throat> and, um, I did them all. I did them all. Uh, but that's what really took me to my knees. Uh, I never knew the root until I got sober was alcohol, but that was the root of all my problems. And, uh, but outside issues, and I'll just say the one that really took me down was methamphetamine, and uh, I became hopeless. Uh, I was a person who was, was soulless who, uh, experienced, uh, incomprehensible demoralization over and over and over and over, uh, to where, uh, you know, it just started. I, I was, I was dying inside. Uh, you know, I, I grew up going to church, so I didn't have a problem, you know, with, with God. And you know, I remember, uh, uh, I would, I would get the Bible out before I go to bed and, you know, I'd read some of the Bible and, um, ask God you know I need help but you know I'd find myself 15-20 minutes later drinking beer and doing something else and uh, you know that's I was stuck in how the book talks about that tornado and that whirlwind and I was stuck in it I mean with all my heart and with all my might I didn't want to keep doing the things that I was doing but uh, it, it, it would happen I, I would I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hold off and and that the mind would be going so nuts that I'd have to take that drink or I'd have to, uh, you know, do that drug. Um, Oh, geez, it's going quick. So, so what happened for me was, uh, you know, I tried going to meetings. I could never get to, I could get to the parking lot of a meeting and, you know, I would see people out there greeting people at the door, but my mind would say, Hey, what are you doing here? You know, you got, you got a, pocket full of something. You got a fridge full of beer. I mean, what's wrong with you? And, uh, I'd always end up leaving. I can never make that next, that next step. Uh, uh, so what happened for me though was, um, you know, I was trying, trying inside with all my core to get sober, but I just didn't know how. And my moment of clarity was I had a good friend, uh, who, had, who was coming over, um, to introduce me to his wife and his fiance actually at the time. And, and I knew when I opened that door that it wasn't going to be a good, a good ending result, you know, and I ended up doing some things that night that I should have never done, but, you know, that's, that's what alcohol and drugs did to me. And, you know, we woke up in the morning as my buddy's knocking on the door, trying to get in and I'm not opening the door and, 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 you know, his fiance in my bed. I was like, geez, at a moment of clarity, and I realized that hey, you're you're a piece of shit, and uh, everything that you think you know about life, you don't know anything, and look what you've become. And I realized in that moment that 20 years of my life was gone, and I was doing the same things that I was doing since I was 16 years old. And uh, <clears throat> you know, that's when I reached out for help. Thank God, through my work, I had insurance, and uh, I called and said, "I need help. Uh, I can't." I'm going to die and uh, it took about four days to get checked into a a rehab and I checked myself into uh, Chapman Medical Center and um, when I got there they told me that you know they were probably just gonna discharge me on an outpatient I said no way if uh, if you guys can't if I can't stay here there's no way I'm gonna make it I won't come back so I told them take my blood pressure once they took my blood pressure I got admitted because we had been partying for a week straight and uh, they admitted me right then. And, uh, you know, after a couple of days, I'd come around and, and I had to get into these groups. And I remember them telling me that, that this little book, this book right here, there's a, there 164 pages in this book will change your life. And I was like, no way in hell. You got to remember. So I think I know everything. But uh, I got to the point to where uh, I, w- I was willing to do whatever it took not to be that person that I was anymore. Uh, Powerlessness, that was easy for me to accept. Um, I had no issue uh, admitting complete defeat to that King alcohol. But uh, uh, I had hope there. These people said they were sober for for a day, for 30 days, for 60 days, for a couple years. I was like, no way in hell. How is that possible? And, uh, you know, they continue to say the book, sponsorship, and the 12 Steps. Uh, I dove in, I dove in head first and never looked back. Um, <clears throat> uh, got a sponsor, did the first three steps in there. And, and the most important thing was, is I let, I, I, I let it all out. I remember crying and I cried for maybe a good week, but, uh, I didn't cry like that my whole life. And, and, and that was 35 years of, uh, of shit inside of me that you know kept me drinking and using uh, other things but um i did the steps there i got out got a sponsor uh i i, I went to my first meetings in 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 uh, el toro i lived in lake forest and uh i remember walking uh, into my very first meeting once i got out of uh, the rehab it was a 6 a.m meeting at the club in in, in el toro and I opened that door and you would walk down a hallway and go down a hallway and, and you'd go into the meeting, but heard all this laughter and everything. And I knew when I opened that door, I had a, a spiritual experience there. I'm home. I made it. And, um, I'd met Kelly there. Uh, I got sober when Kelly did. Uh, we'd always end up at the nine o'clock meeting, but you know, we, uh, we suited up and we showed up and, uh, and, and from doing that, I've been, I've been eternally blessed said I I haven't had to have a drink or do anything ever since. Uh, What it's like today is, I mean, hey, life is life. But I learned that sobriety is life. All those years I thought I was living life, I wasn't living shit. I was lost, uh, living a false reality. And, And sobriety is life. Is it easy all the time? No, it's not. But Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps have given me the tools to deal with it. And I don't have to do it alone. That's why I have a sponsor. Um, and 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 I've recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. Uh, and that's the biggest gift that I could have. Um, I have a job today that I would not ever think of happening, and I would never have it if I wasn't sober. Uh, I have real, true friends uh, today. Um, I thought I had friends back then, but they were all just acquaintances or you know, just people to hang out and do things with, but real true friends, uh, are found here in Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I have a home, you know, it took me 50 years to get, but, uh, you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, cause everything is in God's time now and, and whatever his will is, that's the beauty of your love life today. Uh, what else? I'm just, a. Uh, I'm blessed. I saw Charlie on here. I want to say hi to Charlie. I, I love him. Uh, he was instrumental in my early sobriety in Orange County and Gary and Kent from the Gator and Larry and Walt. Uh, I, I, we do a meeting, an As Bill Sees It meeting, um, small meetings, but intimate where we uh, can really, really uh, not hold back nothing and, and, and talk real sobriety and how we really feel. And that's been the biggest blessing is when I can find those, you know, meetings like that uh, to share that experience, strength, and hope. Um, so I'm just uh, eternally grateful to Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, Gary, thank you uh, for asking me to, to speak for 10 minutes. Uh, kind of crazy speaking to computer, but it's all good. What a blessing. Uh, what a blessing. So.